When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't miss number four Kentucky tomorrow. We'll talk about it. Meanwhile, your wake up call Justin Jefferson catch of the year. 25 yards from the line of scrimmage. Kirk back to pass. He's going to heave one to JJ to the right. Jefferson leaps to catch it. And he caught it at no the middle 40. No what a grab. Are you kidding me with that catch, JJ? First down, Vikings. And that's one of the most cold-blooded receptions you're ever going to see in your life. It's a great call. It was also a three-hand catch, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't catch that ball if the defender's not there. Absolutely not. Thank you. I don't believe in aliens. I don't think they're real. But he makes me think I might be wrong. (laughs) It was the best Sunday of the NFL season so far. We are back for another hour of Get Up. We're live from the Seaport. We're brought to you by Gray Goose. And we begin in the afternoon. We'll work our way to Buffalo, but we're going to start at Lambeau Field where the Cowboys were back. It means Mike McCarthy was back. He and Aaron Rodgers, all hugs, all hugs. Now, five minutes to go in the second quarter. We may remember this as Christian Watson's coming out party. Yeah, third and one. You get underneath center. You ball fake. And then Watson's got the one-on-one. He goes inside. Gets back outside. Beautiful throw. As the Packers tie that one up at seven. Third quarter, we're tied at 14. And then it's Dak and it's C.D. Lamb. Really nice job on that crossing route. And look at the touch that Dak puts on that ball with that trailing defender just out of his reach. The the offense yesterday for Dallas was really two guys. It was Lamb and it was Tony Pollard. Yeah, you get the draw. Second and ten. Obvious passing situation. Two high safeties. You get a hat on, a hat, and the draw right up the middle. Pollard 115 yards and a touchdown. And then R.C. C.D. Lamb unstoppable moment. This route was funky. He he and Jair Alexander with the dip to the inside, squared him up, bad eyes, great throw by that in the end zone for C.D. 11 catches, 150 yards. You made me nervous there. Fourth down and seven. Packers (laughs) at the 39. Watson again. Great pocket movement by Rodgers, and that's a stair step. He goes down, pushes vertical, and then comes across the field. You know, and Rex, even down 14 points in the fourth quarter, they stayed with the running game. I think Green Bay was trying to win the game, Greeny, and that's why they stayed on the ground. Aaron Jones, it's 23 yards there. Then it's Rodgers again, and it's Watson, his third touchdown. Yeah, this one's just speed. Greeny starts on the right side and just basically runs in a straight line to the back corner away. Really good throw by Rodgers over the top. Now they get one last possession at the end of regulation. And on a third down, Rodgers, you'll see at the end of the play, Danny's very upset with the coach. But this is what I don't understand. The Christian Watson was third down and one as well, and they took their shot. I actually think he's got Lazard and just misses him. You could see obvious frustration with the play call. Speaking of upset, speaking of frustration, Frustration. Cowboys win the coin toss in overtime. They have it. Second and ten. Malik Davis. Oh, they burst it in. They're in field goal range. They're running the ball down their throat, but hold everything, Rex. A flag. Yeah, what a surprise holding call right here. And it just, just took all the momentum out of them. And that sets up this fourth down play. They go for it. We'll talk about the decision. We talk about the play call. One way or another, the Slam it down. frustration Slam it. from McCarthy. So, that means that the Packers get the ball back. A field goal wins it, and Lazard sets it up. Pretty nice check at the line of scrimmage. He changes Alan Lazard's route from a block to a fake block and slant. You got vacancy in the middle field. See his emotion right there. Everything was trying to get into field goal range. That play does it. Mason Crosby nails it. That's your ball 
game there on the 28-yard field goal. Rodgers throws three touchdowns. Prescott throws three touchdowns. Packers losing streak is over. What a day. Here's Aaron. Last week uh, was definitely a low uh, rock bottom-ish, for sure. There was a lot of demons that were exercised today. And I thought we were in total control that in, in overtime, you know, obviously the penalties and the things, uh, very, very, very frustrating. And, um, and you know, but, you know, it's, you've got to overcome those things. All right, so put your feet up because I've, I've set aside some time for us to dive into this game. Let's start with what he's frustrated about. Let's start with the calls. You saw the holding call there at the end. What you didn't see was he could have easily gotten in his favor a defensive pass interference yeah. that he didn't. Did McCarthy have a right to be frustrated afterwards oh, with the 100%, officiating? 100%. 100%. And the holding call, it's like, really, you're going to call that at that time? Uh, and then, like, you're going to see it here. It's like these things happen. Well, that's false start. But right. then you got Penalty. the holding call yep. that I thought there was brutal on this one. But because you see that that interior fighting probably hadn't been called all day. So mm -hmm. be consistent. And then the pass interference they missed yeah. where the guy raped. You know, he ends up he 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 was over the top of the yep. guy before the ball got there. Should have been called. So when you see him throw the headset down, it was about that. It wasn't just about them not converting on fourth down. That said, the question yesterday coming out of this from a Cowboys standpoint, they had a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. They yep. can't hold on to that. Uh, the, the mistakes, the penalties, etc. Did you see things that concern you from a Cowboys yeah, standpoint? Yeah, th this is how the Cowboys lose. The Cowboys lose being undisciplined whether you like the calls right. or not. The Cowboys lose because the team says, you know what, we're going to continue to run the ball sure. no matter what stage the game is in. And the Cowboys lose because, as Dan said earlier, maybe Dak Prescott is just the guy. And I don't mean that in a negative way. Sure. Right? When he came back, we said – Keep doing what you were doing with Cooper Rush. You expect to be better because Dak Prescott is a better quarterback, but don't change what you're doing. Be that team that played the same way with the other 21 players. And now we see Dak Prescott. There's the interception in the red zone. There's another interception, but then you see the good thing. Tony Pollard, so much juice, right? C.D. Lamb seems like he's hearing the whispers that Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be a Dallas Cowboy mm -hmm. at some point. He steps up. But we watch the Green Bay Packers say, we know what you can't do. You can't stop the run. And also, we'll attack you on the back end. Yeah. We got to realize the pass to Alan Lazard is on a rookie because Jordan Lewis is now out, in, out in the slot. Sure, that's fair. You're getting injured on the back end. And so this is cause for concern, and the Cowboys have to get things. I want to just show you something before I let Dan talk about Dak because I can show you just how much he is struggling. Mm. Don't do that. No. Uh-uh. Nah, I quit. Dak, Dak Prescott. Nope. Tad yesterday is not going to like this On one. third and fourth downs. His numbers is not were the happy. worst we have seen from any quarterback <laughs> since Tim Tebow. Ryan Clark is walking out of the studio. The numbers are what the numbers I wanna, are. I want Cowboys fans to know I did not make that graphic, okay, just so you guys know. I think like, this is a real conversation, though, Greeny. It's a warranted conversation. Um, they need him to at some point outplay the guy across the sideline who's a really good player. You know, that's a real thing. Yeah. Can we play the clip of the interceptions? Because this is where I think there's an issue a little bit with him and their offense, and it's a little bit attached to CeeDee Lamb. So this first one, I honestly believe, is on the tight end. 
he has to go across that safety space yeah. and protect the ball. The second one, I actually think is on deck, Prescott. So Here's this the is first, that first again. one. Dalton Schultz the is second the one, end. you're going to see a safety in the middle of the field, okay? This is cover two. He's got a middle read. That safety in the middle of the field, he's either thinking that CD is going to, like, hook up in front of him or break across, but I don't believe that's a throw that Dak should make. Because there's so much – if the safety was low and went high, we're having a different conversation. But he's, he's high and kind of just waiting there. That's a force to throw in that situation, and it's a huge turnover. Uh, like, Dak has got to play better than the really good quarterback on the opposite side of the field. So, you know, like, the reality for this offense is they got out physicaled. I think their spacing on offense was really poor. I think there's – as much as I love CD's freedom – Sometimes that freedom gets them into a little bit of trouble, and the lack of communication with him and the quarterback hurt them a little bit yesterday. First off, Tad, I just want you to know that Ryan Clark had nothing to do (laughs) with that graphic. Had I even known they were going to show that, Tad, I wouldn't even did this stinking show (laughs) because to do that is just – But you know what? You would have done the show. Dan makes such a great point, and – you, you want to fight it, right? Because I think we're all waiting for Dak to take that next step up and become a part of that elite tier, which he looked like at the beginning of the season last year. We, we, we watched him outdo these type of quarterbacks Brady. and have this sure. team fair. in those games. But we're not seeing it with Dak this year. We're not seeing it since he's come back from the injury. And so when you watch this team, Dak was supposed to take him to that next step that Cooper Rush couldn't after winning four or five games starting. And we didn't see that yesterday. And whether it's the Dallas Cowboys defense not making those impact plays and getting him the ball late, or just Dak Prescott not making the play that you need, this team didn't look like a playoff contender. RC, I think like a little bit in their pass game has to get a little bit more very rules-based rather than very um, freedom-based. Yeah. You know, especially with CD, because that's not the, this isn't the first time this has shown up a little bit where there's been miscommunication by both parties. We're in November. you got to clean that up offensively. Can I just say that one team was beating the other team by two touchdowns in the fourth quarter? They also got that. And one of those teams threw the ball 20 times in the game, and the other one threw it 46. That's and it was problem. the team that was winning yeah. that threw it 46, even though they were averaging over five yards a carry when they ran it. So there's a lot of questions about some of the offensive construction. That said, let's go to the other side. We have to let Dan take his victory lap, guys. You guys have to take it. you got to take it because you have been piling on Dan week after week after week on the Packers, and yesterday they finally did it. What did you see, Dan? I laugh at him. I'm intimidated by RC. (laughs) But this is what I thought this offense would be. Go. And this is why it's been so hard for me to, like, let go because – the not only the running, but putting the quarterback under center and then finally doing something off of that to help yeah. your pass game. Early on, you set the formation. That's the nickel back up top. You get the motion at the snap. Now you got an offensive lineman blocking the nickel. This is what you've been for the past two years offensively, but not this year. Quarterback under center running the football. Again, you get in that very similar formation. Quarterback under center. Lazard on the speed sweep. I snap it now. Now I'm cutting back with a tight end, slicing off the line of scrimmage, and now the defense is having to pay attention to that more and more. 
Then we get to third and one. This is Watson at the bottom of the screen in one-on-one coverage. Everybody else in the defense is committed to stopping the run. He inside releases, gets stacked on top, and it leaves space for Aaron Rodgers to make the perfect throw. What did we say, or at least I said, they weren't going to ask Rodgers to be great. They were just going to ask him to make a couple great throws a game. And if they can do this moving forward, but it's got to be the commitment, Matt. Like, it's got to be the commitment to doing it underneath, to using the at-the-step motion to help numbers or leverage or angles. And then it's got to be the play-action off of that stuff look-wise to help them. Remember on NFL Live, I, we, we talked about Matt LaFleur having to go back to his roots, right? Yes. And be exactly what he was before he got with Aaron Rodgers and before he got comfortable. We finally got to see that from this team. Now, do they continue to do that? And I think when Aaron Rodgers said this team hit rock bottom, yeah. you know what rock bottom does a lot of time? Right. It make you change some crap. Right. Yep. right. We hit rock bottom and we feel like, you know what? We just lost to the Detroit Lions mm-hmm. who were giving up 30 points a game yeah. had never given up less than 24 this season, and we can't score 10. So, obviously, whatever the hell we've been working on ain't, ain't working. Yeah. Rex, is this the formula? Again, Rodgers threw 20 passes. Jones and Dylan combined for 37 carries. Is that a formula for the Packers to still have a, a season where something good could happen? No, absolutely is a formula, and I've been talking about it since week two. Right. On that they need to do this because Aaron doesn't have those guys outside. Right. The kid, if we, we think this guy's going to score three touchdowns again, we're crazy. But he did yesterday. He changes their offense. But though. I will say this. I've been saying, Both how do you get separation for a receiver? There's two ways, Run Rex. the ball and play action. More blockers in protection and the threat of running the football allows receivers that are developing But you got to do it from underneath separate. the center. If you're Absolutely. Green Bay, if you're Miami, you don't have to. Right? Because right? they're, they're, if you're Green Bay, that's got to be your DNA. That, yeah. If they do you that and Washington stays healthy. But, but, 100%. but you know, do you know how hard it is to have Aaron Rodgers and say that, though? Yeah. Run it 37 you're, you're times right. you're and right. only pass it 20. But here's the stats. 28-1 and one when Green Bay, yeah. under LaFleur and Rodgers, when they run it at least 40% of the time. Well, look at, that, look at the number at the bottom of your screen. That's the highest percentage of any game in Rodgers' career that they designed runs. They've never done it before. They found a way to beat a really good team in overtime yesterday. We'll see if it's the beginning of something for Rodgers and the Packers. Meanwhile, as we continue, it was the catch of the year. It was the game of the year. What did it mean for absolutely everyone involved? We're talking about a thriller in Buffalo yesterday. Plus, Saturday conquers Sunday. The big decision that might change everything for the Colts. And you have to hear... What Derek Carr had to say after the game. Do not miss it. Next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Back on Get Up, and yesterday the site was still bizarre for all of us. Jeff Saturday on the sideline, and Matt Ryan back under center for the Colts, and then it's Jonathan Taylor off to the races. This offensive line for Indy was a different unit yesterday, firing off the football, then Jonathan Taylor looked like the Jonathan Taylor of old. And so they go for the two and don't get it, so the Colts lead the Raiders 19-14 to the fourth quarter. We go to the people. Jeff is excited. Receive it! Devontae Adams finding space and taking it in. Yeah, really good climb in the pocket by Derek Carr. He finds the in-breaking route by Devontae who comes back to the ball and then he's special within his hands at the end. They go for the two and don't get it. So it's 20 to 19 Raiders. Then it's Matt Ryan. What do we call him, RC? Matty flying. I see you, Matt. It's, it's, like, it's like Matt playing out there. Red bottom. Teeth, greedy. Watch the cutback. Eh, get up there. It's, it's not Matt Ryan. It's uh, Rex Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the great. 39 yards. <laughs> then Paris Campbell, 35 yards. Touchdown. Yeah, inside slant run away from coverage, and all of a sudden the Colts have a lead. 25 mm. 20. They go for the two and don't get it again. Fourth down now. Raiders' final chance. Carr looking for Devontae. Some contact. No call. No touchdown. Ball game. Jeff Saturday wins his controversial coaching debut. Let's go inside the Indy locker room after the game. It's been a tough week, but uh, we believe and we know in who you are, Jeff. And congratulations. I know you will treasure this, my brother. Appreciate you. We all getting balls. Everybody's getting a game ball, man, because we all put it in. Everybody gets a game ball. And my favorite thing about football, Victory Monday. We'll see y'all later. All right, so hey, I'll be honest now. You want to win the locker room? That's a coach. Do you want to win the locker room? He just gave them the day off for those who don't know what that means. Okay, there's so many things I want to react to in here quickly. First off, every one of us loves Jeff Saturday. No one who's ever met Jeff Saturday doesn't love Jeff Saturday. It doesn't mean everyone feels good about the way this thing right. turned out. Yeah. And Rex is a longtime coach. I know you feel that. Yeah, way. no, I, I just – it's weird because I think the hire is what I scratch my head on, yeah. especially the timing of it and, and – uh, uh, to me, I just know the work that I had to put in to get a job like that. I was blessed to get an opportunity to see guys like a Mike Westoff who coached for 50 years, to see you know a, a whole list of guys that have put in the time, put in the work, and, and you're, you're sleeping in the office two, three times a week and not to get it. This doesn't look like it's hard to do because Jeff steps in, he's, he's in a role, um, and it doesn't look as difficult as it is. Being a head coach in the NFL is unbelievable how hard it is. But I'm happy for Jeff because you're right. There, there's nobody that, that can say a bad word about uh, Jeff Saturday. And I certainly don't look down on Jeff for, for accepting the job. But 
I, I can't tell you how many calls I got yeah. on saying, this is ridiculous. It's a, it's a slap in every coach's face. I love what Jeff Saturday said, though, later. He talked about empowering his assistant coaches, yeah. empowering his players. He knows he can't do the, the head coaching thing right now, but I think I saw a little more fight and a little more spirit in that Indianapolis Colt team than I had the whole season. Oh, by the way, they let him play a, a quarterback who's actually capable of yeah, playing yeah, well, quarterback. That it's a whole other thing. A quick thought from you, RCA. Yeah, first off, I'm, I actually felt pride watching that. Like, I'm happy for dude. And I was oh, happy yeah. that he got the job. And I'm yeah. going to tell you all this, too. If they call RC next week and they want RC to go coach somewhere and they're going to pay me to be a head coach, I'm finna go. Yeah. Straight up. And he should have taken the job. But on the other side of that, it's the hiring process, right? Right. It's understanding what a lot of men have been told are the reasons they are not capable of getting jobs, that they don't have the requirements for getting jobs. But for Jeff Saturday to go out there and win the game, it helps when the, the owner is your friend, right? He hired his friend. He, Jeff Saturday went into his friend's office and says, I can't win with Sam. I need to play Matt Ryan. And he said, you know what, friend? Do it. Yeah. And that's how they go out and win again. Look, I'm just going to say this to every owner in the NFL. Stop taking my guys. Okay, it's one thing you got Jeff. <laughs> Don't take him. Don't take him. I can't have this. Don't now, listen to him. Having said that, having said that, <laughs> if you have not yet heard Derek Carr after this game, I, I, I'm not sure how many times you've heard an NFL player with comments like these after the Raiders fell to 2-7. and seven. I'm just pissed off about some of the things, you know, that a lot of us try and do just to practice. What we put our bodies through just to sleep at night. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. And for that to be the result of all that effort pisses me off. Pisses a lot of guys off. It's hard. Knowing what some guys are doing. Like I said, just to practice what they're putting in their body just to sleep at night. Like, just so we could be there for each other. And I wish everybody in that room felt the same way about this place. And as a leader, that pisses me off, if I'm being honest. Wow. So, it certainly sounds like he's suggesting not everyone on the team feels as committed as he does and as others do. Yeah, no, that's exactly how I took it in. To me, and I know RC and I differ on this, but I think it's one of the most powerful things that I've seen a guy have the courage to say because it's not good to, to finger point at your teammates, but unless you think something drastically needs to get better. And if guys are okay with losing, if guys are okay by not putting in maximum effort, to me, that's that I think is what he's talking about. Let me get Danny in here. I haven't heard from you in a little bit. What, what did you think of what Derek Carr said? Well, I think first of all, in Las Vegas, you're going to have to choose the quarterback or the coach. Mm. You know, because right wow. now the coach can't get it done. They've got two wins, Denver and Houston. So you're going to have to choose between the guy you paid at quarterback or the head coach. It feels like Derek Carr is saying 
the investment by everybody in that locker room isn't the same, so therefore the lack of return isn't felt the same as well. The, the pain of the defeat isn't as stinging as it is for people like him or those who are as committed or putting in as much as he is. And therefore, there's a lot of question marks about what's going on with all 53-plus guys in that room. Derek Carr proved his leadership last year in one of the toughest years any organization has ever had. And when Derek Carr began talking, I was listening to him, and I was like, oh, that's every football player. Like, you know what I had to put in my body to do? Yeah. You know how many Saturday mornings I couldn't walk downstairs and let people in my door, but I still went out and played Sunday? That made sense to me. I was like, nah, you're just telling people what football is like. But then when he says what some of the guys yeah. are willing to do just to go to sleep, just to get on the field, I wish everybody felt that way. Now we're talking about a separated locker room that last year was one of the most together locker rooms in the entire NFL through difficult circumstances. There's an issue in Las Vegas, and it starts at the top with Josh McDaniels because with all they went through last year, uh, Rich Passaccia and Derek Carr had this team together, and now you can't? That's a problem. Yeah. Right, we'll have more on this as we I go. Agree. I'm up against it here, but th- th- again, that was powerful. No question about it. In the meantime, best game of the year, Bills, Vikings, Justin Jefferson's catch, Josh Allen's interceptions. We'll tell you what it all Come means on, for Rex. everybody. Come and on, Rex. The cheering has already begun for Rex. Here we go. This is Justin easy, Rex. Jefferson is one of two players to average 90 receiving yards per game for his career. Who is the other? You'll find out next. Don't go on himbo time. I don't know the answer. Two minutes to play. Bills up 27-23. Vikings going for it on fourth and 18. I live for these type of games where people are looking for you to make a play. He caught it at the middle. 40. What a grab. We'll never Kurt just throw that ball up. You know, it's mine. Fourth and goal from the half-yard line. Cousins going to keep it himself. And the Bills stop him. They stop him short of the end zone. Buffalo offense with 49 seconds left. Snap. Oh, no! Touchdown! The Vikings are gonna win! Are you kidding me? Just dropped that ball, Josh Allen! That ball came loose! They scored a touchdown and stuff. I was like, hey, this game is not over. 36 seconds left. What a drive by the Bills. They got 69 yards and just four plays. Kick is up. It is good. What a finish to this amazing game. Vikings are ready to go now. Tied up in overtime. Cousins takes the snap. Back to throw. Pressured. It's set. So Minnesota gets a field goal with 3.42 left to play, and it's all on Josh Allen's shoulders now. Everyone around the country is watching. Josh Allen, you want to win the MVP this year? This is your drive. To the end zone. Yeah! Intercepted by Patrick Peterson. And the Minnesota Vikings are Bunch. All right, so it was the game of the year in so many different ways. And Justin Jefferson's catch and performance in general were the stuff of legend. So to begin diving into Bill's Vikings yesterday, Jefferson averages 90 yards receiving per game in his career. Only one other player ever did that. Can you name him? Yeah, I mean, there's no way in heck I'm going to name this. Like 90 rece- I mean, there, there's, there's no way. So I was thinking Hopkins. I'm thinking, ooh, you know. Just I mean, throw a guess in. Yeah, I'm just going to throw one out there. I mean, it, uh, God, Lynn Swan, all these great receivers and all that. <laughs> How about Julio Jones? <laughs> How about Julio, Julio Jones? Jones? Julio Jones. Oh! Julio. Oh! Oh! Yes! 
How about Julio Jones? Give it to him, Rex! Give it to him, Rex! Oh, hit him with the move! You know what? I'm thinking, I got a little Hit him with the move, Rex! What him, Bo? What him, Bo? Julio Saying, right. it's a, this guy is it this guy this guy I have no idea there's no way it's this it's Julio Jones it's Julio Jones okay that's Thank the you. upset that, that might be the upset of the century he had no idea okay now right, let's get to business let's get to business Justin Jefferson unbelievable in the meantime the thing that the Bills seem to do pretty much every week is play one of the best games you've ever seen, yeah. and altogether too often, they wind up losing at the end. Let's talk about the quarterback. There's a little bit of the theme going on with Josh Allen and his unwillingness to take the check down. Okay, RC and I broke this down on Touchscreen Tuesday with NFL Live. This is the Jets last week. Okay, first of all, it's second and 15. That's a big part of this, right? You're trying to get that first down. We call this a dagger concept. Number one is the in route, and number two is the shallow cross. We we are going to read this because the Jets are in zone coverage. We're going to read this high to low. And everything is off of these zone defenders, okay? If those zone defenders, for some reason, jump up, then you're going to throw the in route behind them. Second and 15, though, if they stay patient and stay back, you're going to throw that number two shallow cross. Now watch Josh. Josh is hanging right now. What he's trying to do is get these guys as he stares to that shallow cross to think, okay, he's going to throw the shallow cross. But they stay disciplined. So instead of throwing that shallow cross and he's reading it high to low, he forces this ball down the field and it's an almost interception okay almost interception now let's go back to the overtime interception for last night you're going to get a double post concept again you're going to get zone coverage from Minnesota down in the red zone he's going to peek to his left real quick the concept is double post the double post looks like this Post there, post there, and back on the check down. The read is going to be one, two, to three off of really that initial safety, okay? This is okay by Josh right now in this moment. But in that moment right there, that hitch down in this spacing, that ball has got to be thrown right now on time because when that guy goes and the safety follows, I'm actually initially okay with trying to rip this outside post high and away if you want. But the reality is this, Greeny. These guys are all hanging underneath, and watch as Josh Josh recoils here. Down in the red zone, that recoil right there. Now see how deep everybody is? Josh, you got your check down right there just like you had last week. This is also second and long down in the red zone. Instead of being disciplined to make that throw, he forces that interception. This is why I always say quarterbacks, people say make good reads. Don't make good reads. Make the right read. Sean McVay used to always say it's the right read because it's the only read. The right read on those plays is just that little simple check down because it's the only place to throw the football. As, as we walk back over to the guys, the, the circumstance in overtime where a field goal ties it. Yep. Players seem to me to be so hesitant to tie these games that obviously if, if the score is tied there and a field goal would win the game, he probably doesn't throw that, sure, right? Yes. And sure, that's, yes, it's right. a different circumstance. But the, the field goal to tie it in overtime feels very different than it might in other circumstances. Look, Rex, you have been Josh Allen's biggest fan yeah. and supporter from before the moment he got drafted. Are you seeing things now that are causing you legitimate concern? It's two weeks in a row with the big turnovers. Yeah, I think handling the red zone, That that's – my only concern, where I think he could be tremendous in the red zone, he has been. But six turnovers in the last two years in the red zone, ain't getting it done, especially in big moments. You talk about yeah. the bigger the game, he has to understand the golden rule of football. The golden rule of football is, as you mentioned, it's either touchdowns Touchdown, or checkdowns. Check right? And it's got to be on time. And it has to be. And the other thing is, too, Dan, 
that the golden rule Bill Parcells I learned it from for, from years and years ago. If you're throwing the ball in the end zone, it's us or nobody. Right. Yeah. You don't risk it in that, that situation. All right. And as certainly in that, that time, you got, you're right, Greeny, you are secured a tie for sure. Yeah. But in, you can't lose the game. You throw a pick right there, you lose the game. Look, we had the stat on, on uh, last week, it was Thursday, that the Bills had scored 25 offensive touchdowns on the season. And Josh Allen had accounted for 22 yeah. of them. He's well over 80% of their offense. So every now and again, it's understandable that he might feel like, I've got to get this done or it's not yeah. going to get done. But are they relying on that? Is he relying on that too much? You know what? I think he's relying on that too much. But you build that through being successful, right? Josh Allen has shown that if you get him the football, he can go out and win you games. He can go out and produce points. But what I believe is when it gets into those clutch moments, he's saying it has to be me, though. Yeah. And not even necessarily it has to be me because I feel like all of this stuff is heaped on my shoulders. I think even more so it's I want it to be me. And that's what I want from my quarterback. I want my quarterback, when he has the football in his hands, to say, no, I don't want it to be on my defense. I don't want to have to run the ball. I want the ball in my hands, and I'm going to get it done. Now, if you want that responsibility, you have to take care of that responsibility for what it's worth. It's your job. It's my job. It's the coach's job. It's the GM's job. And you protect all of that with the football. And that's the way you have to go about throwing it and making decisions quickly. that's why I think it's not a it's a very detailed and nuanced conversation. In Buffalo, they say this about Josh. You go to where your eyes take you. And I think in those moments, that's where he really needs to really hone in on that is go with the football where your eyes take you. Cause that's why that recoil for me is such a big deal. Cause something told him don't not throw it. Not to do it right, right now. Right, right? Right, something right. told him don't throw it. And so where do you go from there? How quickly can you say that's no? Down. That's not where the ball should go. And the check down. And I've said this about Matthew. I said this about Patrick. They don't like to check down because guys like me can throw them. Yeah. And that's not like, – yeah. I'm being no, serious. I know what that's, 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 that's a good statement. That's a good statement. Once that's, upon a time you – know, look, the, the NFL has had guys like that forever, guys like Vinny Testaverde and others. If you have that much arm talent and you think you can do anything, you sometimes you shouldn't do what you shouldn't do. Yeah. That said, we spent a lot of time on them in our first hour of the show today. We would not get a chance to talk much about the Vikings. Ooh. So just for a moment – like, how do we describe the game Justin Jefferson had yesterday? This catch, let's just start with the catch. RC, this is fourth and 18 with the game on the line. When you consider the context, I think it's the best catch I've ever seen. This is the catch, and obviously it's not the Super Bowl, but this puts you in the mind of David Tyree's catch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a got-to-have-it play. Right. It's a play with a defender on your back. And we're talking about Justin Jefferson, who we don't look at as this big, this big physical competitor. But when it comes to catching the football in tight areas, he had no more than three yards of separation all day. And you know what that says? Kirk Cousins trust him. Absolutely. That even if he looks covered, even if he's double covered, that Justin Jefferson is not only better than the guy covering him, he's better than the guy helping the guy that's covering him. And Justin Jefferson made play after play after play when it counted. Yeah. And that's yeah. what's he different. Had 10 catches, almost 200 yards. So it begs the question that I did not get to ask you the first time we went through this. We're going to see the Eagles tonight. They're unbeaten. Cowboys lose yesterday. Giants are 7-2, and two, but we're not in love. Are the Vikings right now a Super Bowl, a legitimate Super Bowl contender in the NFC? Yes, Greeny, remember I said it last week that 100% they are. And, oh, by the way, they just beat Buffalo. So, yes, I'll double down on what I said last week. And here's the thing. They're going to host at least one playoff game and probably 
at least two. Yeah. I mean, again, if they don't get the bye, then you have two before you get to the last game. And look, the Eagles lose tonight. The Vikings are obviously right there. They did right. play head-to-head, so the Eagles have the tiebreaker. Yeah. So, I think that they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Um because the way their defense plays, you want to know what my – you're not going to like this, but what was my favorite play yesterday from Justin Jefferson? Dalvin Cook's 85-yard touchdown run. Because, I, he's a, because if you have a receiver that is that good, who's the best in the league right now, and Justin, in my opinion, and also willing to block, that changes everything. Here's the Green, play. His rule right now is MDM. That's the most dangerous man. As that safety comes down, you've got to go be physical enough to take him on, and then that sets the corner to be the tackler. Yep. Dalvin Cook, you got to go make him miss. Yep. Look at Justin finish that play right there. That 85-yard touchdown down 17 points with basically 16 minutes to go in the game doesn't happen. For as remarkable of a receiver when it comes to pass-catching skills that Justin has, his willingness to be part of their run game totally changes him and puts him in a conversation with truly, truly elite receivers. And let the record show, again, he played with Jamar Chase in college, and Jamar Chase was far better known, but you were saying, and I, th- I think this is interesting, he was not one of these no, kids everyone no, Jeff- knew was going to Je- be Justin great. Jefferson was the last scholarship guy. And anybody who's ever watched a college football practice knows if a wide receiver comes into college and you give him number 37, you don't expect that guy to play. <laughs> he wore 37 <laughs> when he first got there. And it looked like 3,773 because he was so damn skinny. <laughs> and so when you think about Justin Jefferson having to become this, so having good. to build himself into this, that's what's the most impressive thing and why he can beat the defenders based on his knowledge of the game, his technique, and his skill. And Justin Jefferson said this summer, I'm the best wide receiver in football. And because yeah. Cooper Cup had such an amazing year, everybody was like, oh, he doesn't respect Cooper Cup. Nah, that's not it. He respects Cooper Cup, but he believes in Justin Jefferson. Really he he may very well be, the right now, the offensive player of the year in the entire sport. All right, much more on this as we go. Meanwhile, we got the State Farm Champions Classic tomorrow night. We got Kentucky, Michigan State, 7 Eastern. Then we have the exclusive reveal of the college football playoff rankings. And then we got Duke, Kansas. It's an unbelievable night, and it's coming your way on ESPN. All right, as we roll on, did the Packers expose a big issue for Dak and the Cowboys? We're talking about that and more as we roll on. It's Get Up on ESPN. It's time for Ryan Clark to explain his tweet. Get in the gym, bro. Well, I just got buffalo chicken dip. Baker. Baker. Bruh. Lord. Lord. As everyone laughs, laughs at the way I read your tweet. <laughs> I can't even do it with a straight face. All right, here we go. Uh, everyone looks forward to this. RC, best Twitter follow in the world. By the way, we have a bonus tweet today, and it's not from Ryan. You're going to want to hear it in a moment. But we start with yours. Here we go. Number one. Hashtag go Tigers. But Jay Jettis, too, was born to play wideout. I'm sure he's fantastic at a ton of things, but my God. We would my have been, God. We, yeah. we would have been robbed of pure football bliss if he chose to do them. Thank you to his parents and two older brothers for giving him the football bug. These catches are Listen, to go. Justin Jefferson proved yesterday that you can build yourself into being one of the best players in the entire world. Look at this catch, Greeny. Goes up, gets it with one hand, defender on his back, and watch the sideline. He don't even think he's going to be caught, Greeny. He's thinking to himself, ain't no way in hell Jay Jettis is coming down with this ball. But this wasn't the only catch of the day. I said last week, Justin, 
Stop bailing Kirk out. Make him play the quarterback position. <laughs> I lied. Keep bailing him out. Because if you're going to keep doing that, the team is going to keep winning. Justin Jefferson, LSU Tiger, now showing the Minnesota Vikings how it's really supposed to be done. Might genuinely have been the best catch that we've ever seen under the circumstances. Next tweet. Josh Allen stays cooking and stove stay hibachi hot. Chicken, shrimp, steak at you temp. Uh, you don't talk about the rice. One thing about hibachi is they'll sit you with folks you didn't show up with, and the chef throws shrimp in their mouth, too. Not selective at all. But QBs need to be. RC, Greeny. explain that Greeny. to me. I hate when I go to hibachi and I don't have enough people to fill the whole table, and they sit you with weirdos, right? <laughs> and then they sit you with the weirdos, and the thing about the chef, one, I've never seen a woman hibachi chef. Let's get some women hibachi chef. Right, so the chef, he's cooking, and they always ask you when you get the shrimp appetizer yeah, the shrimp. if they're going to toss it in your mouth. Yeah. First off, Ain't no man throwing shrimp in my mouth. Don't ask me. I don't play that game. But anyway, so you looking and he's like, man, he throwing shrimp in their mouth. He throwing shrimp in their mouth. He gets to me now. Go to him. And he throwing. You gotta be selective when you the quarterback, though, Greedy. It don't matter how if you stay cooking like stir fry. If everybody could get some, yeah. I don't want my chef sharing. Right? <laughs> Cook my food first and then get to them. So if you're Josh Allen, protect the ball. Understand you can be great without having to give the football away. Yes, he cannot throw the shrimp to Patrick Peterson Not in mouth. overtime. Cannot. Right. One more. Here was the play of the day. Bruh, I'm weak. My dog Leonard has done some amazing things, and none include throwing passes. Also, I've never confused TB12 for Randy Moss for dang sure. So who thought QB Lenny to TB84 was going to freaking work? Boys, gift wrapped a pick. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Well, you know what? We're moving into the holiday season, and one of my favorite movies is Home Alone. And you remember? He was like, you've been with Jim and such and such. Moe with the gimpy leg. Happy, hey, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. First off, Leonard don't look like he could throw. Anybody that's built that way, he can't throw. And Leonard been ball since the 10th grade. He been old. He ain't got no arm to throw the ball. And then you throw it to Tom Brady before this play. The worst route in attempted catch I'd ever seen was Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, right? right yeah. Where he didn't catch it. Yeah. This is the second one. It was worse. And not only did he fall, he tripped him. He tripped him. He did. So you got somebody who don't look like they could throw, who's clearly a bad decision maker, going into somebody for sure as hell who can't run and catch. And I... You know what? It's a bad play. It's a, it's a bad call, bad play, and they lucky they won the game because everybody should be fired. <laughs> what happened, Fire everybody. It happened in Germany. Okay, that was really, really good. In the meantime, earlier on this program, we showed you a statistic. The statistic is accurate uh, for whatever it's worth that this season so far, Dak Prescott has the lowest completion percentage on third and fourth down of any quarterback since Tim Tebow in 2011. It is an accurate statistic for whatever that's worth. Dak's brother, Tad, who was a friend to all of us and, and tweets at the program, tweeted at me that that was low and an ugly stat, and let's not compare four games to one season or act as if we've forgotten the seasons before. Now, let the record show. No one has been a bigger supporter of Dak Prescott on this show this season than yeah, me. Right? I'm the one who keeps saying to everybody he's going to come back and play great. RC suggested when we put that up there that Tad was going to be mad. Hey, Tad. 
your boy told you I ain't had nothing to do with that tag. I walked off. Matter of fact, when they were talking about it, I wasn't even on the show. They might dock my pay for not even being a part of that segment, but I was not going to be with that foolery. That said, Dak Prescott, I believe is a top 10 quarterback in the National Football League, and that's why I still think the Cowboys are a Super Bowl contender. However, the numbers are the numbers, and yesterday those interceptions and some of the other failures in big downs, Dan, go a long way towards costing the Cowboys a game at Lambeau Field. Him and Cooper Rush have played the same amount of games this year. Cooper Rush's QBR is nine points higher. Okay? I, I, I don't know. Like, sometimes the truth hurts. And the reality is that he just hasn't played great football. This interception... It's not on him. I, I think Greg Olson yesterday did a great job of explaining that. This one, I believe, is. This is an overaggressive throw. Unless you are sure that your receiver is going to see it the same way. Uh, like here, here's, here's who they are offensively. <clears throat> not only have we said since he's come back that they should play this style because it's best for everybody, but it's also not demanding that Dak has to be the end-all, be-all for this offense. he got to play better. That's the truth. He has to play better. And Rex, I mean, we mentioned this earlier. One team in this game was down 14 points and continued yeah. to run the football, and that was the Packers. The other team was ahead and got pass happy. And the reality is they were having – the Cowboys were having great success running the football, and yet and still he winds up throwing almost 50 passes. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I, I never got it. And the thing – that's where I tip my hat to Lafleur, and, and you know I've been critical of him sure. all season. Sure. But for him to say, no, we're down 14, but guess what? The best chance for us to win is to keep running the football. Mm -hmm. All right? They can't get a sack on on a running play. I've been sitting here championing that defense that once they get a lead, they're going to stomp you out. What I didn't understand was this guy was like, not if we run the ball. Yeah. All right? And here's the, the old way of winning games was to knock people out with your own rushing attack and unleash your pass rush. Mm -hmm. Well, the reverse happened in uh, that game. Can I, can I ask a question? Go. If you were an NFC playoff team right now, just this is honest, not trying to be funny, are you scared to play Dak right no. now? In comparison to, like, are you scared to play J- Jalen Hurts? Are yes. you scared to play Kirk Cousins? No. Right, I'm, so, scared, I'm scared to play against Kirk Cousins, the rest of Kirk Cousins. Right, players, so, like, but are you, are you scared to play right now against the – I'm not saying Dak's not good, but the way he's playing or has at least this year both pre- but and post-injury. So, so, so here's what I think. I, 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 I think Dak still is what we always thought he was. Good. He just hasn't elevated to that next level, and so now you have to coach in that manner. But he's got two months left to do it this season, and let's see if it happens. Again, the Cowboys is a tough loss yesterday. We'll see the Eagles tonight. Meanwhile, we'll see first take coming up top of the hour here. Did Rodgers save the Packers' season? Did the Cowboys make the right decisions in that overtime? First take, Molly, Stephen A., Dan, and R.C. will be there. Starts top of the hour here on ESPN. All right, the weekend ends tonight. Jalen Hurts and the unbeaten Eagles hosting the Commanders 8 Eastern on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, the ESPN app. Kick it off with Monday countdown, 6 Eastern. Eagles a heavy favorite. We all like Philly in the game tonight. Maybe not necessarily giving the 11, but we all think Philly stays perfect. Meanwhile, Mondays can only finish one way. Danny, take it away. I got to use something with an animal since the birds are playing tonight for my wife. Okay, so what do you get when you meet an angry sheep and an angry cow? What do you get when you meet an angry sheep and an angry cow? Tell us. You get two animals that are in a bad mood. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> Even RC can't pretend he likes it. That's a good one. That's, that's terrible. terrible. That's 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 terrible.